Hey guys, it's Jessica. As usual, there are spoilers for Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Ediyemi, explicit language and adult themes in this episode of the Wine Social Podcast Book Club. Check out the show notes for more information. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wine Social Podcast Book Club. This is Jessica. For those of you that either forgot or did not listen to the announcement, Alex has decided to not continue with the podcast. There are no nefarious reasons and she just got too busy to be able to commit the time uh, that was needed. Which, I mean, she's 18. Wait, no, she's 19. She just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. Anyway, it is understandable that she got super busy. Uh, So another change is that I'm now uploading the episodes every other Sunday. Uh, Now that the necessary announcements are done, let's get into the episode. And with me today is Taylor. Hi. Uh, since Taylor is starting in the middle of Children of Blood and Bone, we're going to do a short synopsis of chapters 1 through 14, and then today we'll be talking about chapters 15 through 19. Alright, so Taylor, what did you think of at least the first part of the book? I like it so far. It definitely gets you hooked right in the beginning. It's very fast-paced, and I found myself pretty much going, oh no, a whole bunch. I keep wondering how they're going to get out of certain things, and then they do. Um, somehow. 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 But I don't usually find myself saying out loud things like, oh no, how are they going to do this? And I kept finding myself screaming at myself in my car. So that was fun. <laughs> oh yeah, because we were listening to the audiobook, right? I'm doing both. Okay. Uh, Doing the audiobook and the regular book, the audiobook just made me feel a little more confident with some of the pronunciations and the names and stuff like that, which turned out I was doing them right in the first place. But oh, it, it helps. That means I might be doing it correctly too because I, so. I haven't listened I, to it. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, I like the narrator for the audiobook too. I okay. have a thing with people who can roll their R's. I think it's really nice. And she rolls her R's on everything, which I think is part of the, the accent that I don't know where exactly she's from, probably. Um, but yeah, I like that. It was, it was fun listening to. Kind of gets you into the story a little bit more, hearing it from someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually have a problem with hearing stories. I've always been the type to read everything and then have a movie in my head. Mm. Um, so I haven't really gotten into audiobooks all that much, but I, since I'm obviously getting into podcasts a lot more, I might be able to now, uh, just because there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that are you know, audio dramas yeah, or even yeah. D&D campaigns. I listen to a lot of D&D podcasts. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous for someone that doesn't play D&D. <laughs> can see that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far, what is your favorite part or who do you hate? Uh, you know, obviously you're supposed to hate Anon, but I think Kaya gets on my nerves because she's constantly shouting all the time and it's funny <laughs> but it's also annoying because you're just like you hear the at least because i'm listening to the body the audiobook and the book you just hear her barking all the time yeah it's, it's no, funny. i didn't think of that and um 
Kaya also doesn't have that, like, she didn't have the father that was super overbearing, constantly telling you how, you know, all this stuff happened and blah, blah, blah. No, we don't know her backstory, really. No, we don't. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But there's, there's no gentleness with that one, at least from the perspectives you see. With Anon, there's a little bit of there, probably more so as you get into the book. But, yeah, the barking, it's funny. Especially on the audiobook, you, the way she impersonates Kaya in the book, it, it's it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can't help it. I really hate Anon. <laughs> and I really wish that... I have a feeling there's going to be a redemption arc. Like, it's just... I have that like... feeling. That's why I'm not wanting to put my foot down. I'm like, I hate Anon, because I know it's probably this redemption but character. But at fucking get on with it, then. That's true. I mean, Amari came from the same background as he did. Yeah. And she sees the error of people's ways and she still has a kind heart and I don't know he, he really and I like just... double down yes. on being an asshole this is very true <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to the previous episodes that I had with Alex I have very strong feelings about Inan I didn't get that far oh. <laughs> well I'm gonna have to go back and listen to your oh. Patreon <laughs> I think I say asshole at least like five or six times that makes sense in reference that to makes him. sense so Okay, so <laughs> did you have? <laughs> well, with the non, I'm. I guess so I don't want to say I hate a non because he fascinates me. I'm like, what is your power? What is what is it? I want to know. <laughs> and I know they're just like hinting at it, probably for story progression. But I'm just like, what is it? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, chapter 15, which is in the point of view of Amari. They're climbing up this damn cliff, is what it sounds like, this mountain or something. And... Well, they're looking sorry. for Chimboldle, aren't they? The, how the do temple? you say it? Chimboldle? Is that how Chimboldle? you say it? Chimboldle? Chimboldle. Hold on, I had it wrote down. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm going to mess this up. Yeah, because uh, that was one of the... Chandomble. Chandomble. There we go. Okay. I said it right that time. Okay. That one, I just kind of looked at it and went, I'm going to try my best. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much my whole take on looking at some of the words in the book. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> they're looking for the, the temple. Yeah. And they're nearing the top, I think, when they start the chapter 15. Yes. Mari's dying on the way up there. Yeah, Mari's like, why the hell did I ever think that climbing was such a good idea? That's a terrible idea. Always a terrible idea. It is. (laughs) Climbing uses every single muscle in your body, Mm -hmm. and it hurts so bad. I wouldn't know. Oh, I would know before I got, you know. (laughs) Before I stopped doing things like that outside. I'm not in Mountain Goat, so I don't know. Well... Yeah, no, I did rock climbing walls for a little bit. Sounds fun. Yeah, it hurt. Till you fall. Well, no, you have the harness. But even that's disconcerting, like... Yank. Yeah, because when you get to the top, also, you don't climb down, you jump down. Oh. Which is... I always ended up with my butt on the ground because my knees just didn't stop my body from going all the way down. you had cushion to fall on? (laughs) Very true. (laughs) So they're getting to this ledge and uh, Amari gets up there and basically crashes onto the ledge and is like, oh my fucking god, can we stop? 
Please. And she's starting to, I think, to even doubt what they're looking for is there. Yeah. I think all, all of them except for Zaylee. Zaylee oh, yeah. is like, no, it's there, it's there, it's there. I she, feel it. She knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they get to the ledge, and they're basically set to stay there. Like, I think even Zaylee is kind of like, okay, we can stop. Uh, but then... Amari accidentally brushes up against the skull that was cracked mm-hmm. and freaks out. Which I mean, why wouldn't you freak the fuck out? Right, right. <laughs> but then there's Zaylee who's like, yay, skulls, and wants to touch all over everything. Well, to be fair, her power. <laughs> touche, touche. That is, that is her thing. Um, but then Zaylee touches the skull mm-hmm. and they're plunged into an icy winter randomly which this book i actually find very interesting because i i think you've read other fantasy books Mm -hmm. before right yeah usually when someone has powers it's internal Mm -hmm. they see it but no one else right it doesn't affect the environment around them normally normally right which I thought is such an interesting concept. When we see that first with Mama Agba, mm-hmm. when she does, she has a vision, and Zaylee and Amari can see it too. Which I I think is such an interesting concept. There's no trying to convince people of what you saw, right? Because they fucking saw it. Yeah, magic just slaps you in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I still am so, so in awe at her. Like, it's so simple. Like, why? Do, of course that happens. Like, she, her magic exudes from her. Like, it makes so much more sense to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so when that happens, Zaylee's like, it's, it's like right here. We're almost there. We're so close. And so they're like, fuck waiting. And they climb the last little bit up. It, doesn't take them very long, so it no. kind of makes me think that they were, like, a ledge, and then, like, maybe, like, five feet was the next ledge. Right. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but I guess, to be fair, they probably couldn't tell if that was the last ledge or not, maybe? I don't know. Probably not. But why would you stop? Like, if you could, why would you stop at, like, you know, because it took them, like, no time at all. <laughs> Doubt. Yeah. Maybe. Being tired, tired. Sweaty. Yeah. Zane taking all off, off as all his clothes. Being a distraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Zane. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Romantic foreshadowing. Yeah, that has to be foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish also Zane had a little bit more depth as a character. Yeah, he's, he's very, just the strong brother. Yeah. But you also don't see anything from his perspective, which might... Be wise. Be wise. So Everyone else feels more in depth. Yeah, he's kind of just the Zaylee's protector, the majority of the time. Yeah, and like uh, the buffer between the two girls. True. So that um, Zaylee doesn't kill Amari. <laughs> Not from lack of trying. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> shit, girl. Let me just drag you into this fire. <laughs> that scene in particular, I was just like, the fuck. You're the hero! I know, I didn't didn't want to like her because she was acting like an angry toddler for a while, but she grew on me as you get, I guess as she gets over her anger, which is understandable why she has so much anger, but... That's, like, a thing that I had such a hard time, like, yes, she has a right to be angry, 
every single right to be angry at this person. Right. But at the same time, this person was six years old, same age exactly. as you. Exactly. And that was such a good point, too. Like, she was six years old. She couldn't do anything, and it wasn't her directly. It's her family. And you can't be held, you know, accountable for your family's actions. They're separate people. Yeah. You know, but being angry that she didn't get moved into action sooner. Right. When it, like, not only when it directly affected right. her, but sooner than that. But at the same time, she was so sheltered from the yes. outside world that... And I, I think she's probably the same age as Zaylee, and Zaylee's only 17. Yeah. So, you know, that is kind of the time you start developing your independence and seeing the world for what it is and start protesting things that you don't agree with. But yeah. at six years old, you're really not capable of much. <laughs> no, not even sort of. And even then, you're even more sheltered from the world than she was growing up. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, like, make it over the ledge. And that's what we're actually talking about. Yeah, the ledge. <laughs> the ledge. <laughs> uh, so, she makes it over the ledge. And there is, how do you say it? Were we looking at Chimbolchen Doble again? I think I'm saying Chimbolchen It sounds so Hispanic rather than African. It's because I know that Tomi Ariemi mm-hmm. bases a lot of her names and like cities and stuff out of African mm-hmm. like inspirations, mm-hmm. but it just sounds so Hispanic to me, like like a Spanish. Maybe type. she was inspired by like Mayan. Temples oh, or yeah, something. Maybe. maybe that's where that comes from because it does kind of it gives me the same uh, feeling like of an El Dorado like that that name particularly I I don't know yeah feels kind of that way I but I don't know it could be like a hidden city yeah yeah, yeah. okay um so they get there and there are tons of skeletons Just littered everywhere which fuck. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Like No. That's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. And she can feel everything because that's of her power. Oh, that's so I, overwhelming. Right? Like I I literally would not be able to deal with that. No. Uh just no. <laughs> Feeling everyone's spirit like that. Oof. No no. Right. Basically Tazane found basically the only standing wall. And uh, they were trying to find a door or anything, and the god, the statue was right next to the door. Ah. Um, but she does definitely pick up another skull, and again, like on the ledge, everyone there is doused into the memory, which I'm assuming is memory because they said that they're shrouded in gold and stuff mm-hmm. in that one. Um, and they can actually feel it. Like, everyone there can feel it, too, because Amari is, like, shocked right. again. So, that, again, it's so amazing to me. Right? To be immersed in someone else's magic. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. I've never, I've seriously never heard that before. So, um, anyways. <laughs> so, they're looking for a door, and Zaylia starts hearing the statue not really whispering, but she hears something. Mm-hmm. And Amari's like, well, what's it saying? And Zaylee, being a bitch, 
Always. Always. It's like nothing. It's a statue. It's like, well, I shouldn't be making any fucking noise. <laughs> so right, you know. Mari like, can't catch a on. break with her. <laughs> and so Zaley's like touching the statue and we can't tell exactly what she's doing because she's basically um, closing her eyes and focusing really hard. And then um, she's saying, you know, oh, it just needs a little bit more of a push. And then this door opens. And they're like, uh, do we go down? Look, there's a creepy staircase. <laughs> sure, let's go down the creepy staircase without knowing what's there. That sounds like a good time. Oh, no. And so they go down the creepy staircase like idiots because they're 17. <laughs> <laughs> What choices are they left with, though? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's either go down the creepy staircase or go back and die, I guess. Uh, so they go down, and then the door closes behind them, of because course. of course it does. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course it's not safe. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they hear a hissing noise, and there's poison being pumped into the room. No surprise. At all. It's a it's trap. A, it's a fucking creepy staircase. It's a they trap. Expect. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of chapter 15. So Back to your favorite character. Yay, Enon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate him so much. He, yes. He definitely is this mm, stereotypical... Man soldier, like oh yeah, I don't I'm like a it. Manly dude. I'm a manly man. Make me feel like a man. <laughs> a manly man with a secret that he doesn't want anyone else to know. Mm-hmm. But that his, I guess, sworn enemy knows. Only sworn by him. Well, no, I guess technically she swears that he's her enemy too. So. I think that's a mutual hatred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, only because of him though. True. True. I mean, he did try to choke her in a psychic vision or whatever that yeah. cloud of whatever mystery that was. was. <laughs> Eventually will be explained. Hopefully. I hope so. That's the only reason I care about Anon. I want to know the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so when we go to Anon, they are walking to the town that Amari and Zaley got all their crap done. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's that chapter. Sorry. (laughs) So, the thing that really stood out to me was when they're walking up, there's this lady that's holding a child to her chest. And it takes them forever, one, to figure out that she's holding a child. What else would it be, firstly? Large loaf of bread. (laughs) That she's super protective of. I don't know. I really love my bread. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if it's garlic bread. Yum. Yum. Not garlic bread. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so... He's also confused as to why... She's terrified. Duh. Yeah, like, 
What do you mean, why? He just got done burning an entire city. I would be afraid of them, too. It just seems like a very... Well, not... Let's, uh, that's assuming town. that they got the, you know, the memo or the news right. the memo, that that happened. But that's the royal family. And they're traveling like the royal family. Right. Let's not pretend that they aren't. He's the fucking prince. Right. With an army and yeah. a barking admiral. Yeah, exactly. So my first thought was her child is a diviner. Because... That makes the most sense. That would make sense. That would make sense. And the fact that he couldn't piece that together, he's like, why would I, what would I want with her child? What do you mean, what would you want with her child? Your father literally murdered kids that were 13. Diviners become magi when they're 13. Right. Like, you murdered, your family murdered 13-year-olds. Of course everyone fears you. Yeah. So... And if her daughter is, or a child, I'm assuming it's a daughter. I think it was only girls. Daughter? Uh, no. No. I think it was. I think it's just that it's all we've or. seen are girls. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But I think they hint at the beginning of the book that Anand does have, like, a white streak in his hair, which, oh, yeah. foreshadowing, so yeah. apparently, yeah, you I, know, there are men out there that can be diviners or, or diviners. My bad. <laughs> Is that how they say it? Yes, they do. They do? For real? They do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so diviners. (laughs) Oh, I don't like how that sounds. I know diviners sounds better because it has the divine, which they are chosen by, you know, deities to be the representative. So, I don't know. Just say it how you say it. Okay. It'll be all right. (laughs) Maybe it's just the accent thing? Maybe. I don't know. So, anyways, they are in this village, and that stuck out to me. And that is, like, the first thing that they do, uh, that they notice. And so they're about to go and ask all these merchants if they've seen Zaylee, not mm-hmm. Amari. They've seen Zaylee. They have a picture of her somehow. Yeah, I was wondering how that happened. I don't with know. With their posters. Yeah. There's maybe. no magic in the world, so how do you have a picture of I don't know. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I'm assuming it's like medieval times, the wanted posters that didn't look like anything like the person that it actually was supposed to represent. It's like two dots and a smile. Yeah. (laughs) Some white hair. We're looking for this girl. (laughs) Have you seen her? And, um, but Inan sees basically her scent. Uh, it's kind of how he's explaining it. He confuses me so much with his powers, the turquoise yeah. clouds, and seeing things, like with the woman clutching her child. I'm like, is this real life? Or is this another one of Anon's weird <laughs> fantasies with more turquoise clouds? I'm so confused. Literally, my notes on, on Anon in every page. So confused. <laughs> what is your power? <laughs> outside one of the merchant's tents and he basically tells Kea, hey, I have a feeling they, she went here. So they go in and show the dude the picture and he's a fucking horrible liar. Like, if you're a merchant, don't be that bad of a liar. You should at least be good at somewhat swindling someone right. if that's you're a job. merchant. Yeah. I mean, that's, don't swindle people, but still at the same time, like, 
Sometimes, I mean, you're, you're facing the royal family. Life or death, you know you've done something wrong. You think you've learned to lie a little bit better? At least a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Especially if you're going to be taking payments of freaking crown jewel. or cr- Right. Like, jewel, jeweled crown is actually what I meant. The jeweled headdress, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, if you really thought they were poor, why would she have that? Mm-hmm. Then he says that he thought it wasn't stolen, too. Like, you know. To be fair, it wasn't stolen. True. True. But he didn't know that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, terrible liar. And they finally get out of him that it wasn't Zaley who gave him the headdress. Because they find it in the safe. They find the safe and get open and everything. Um, It wasn't... Zaylee that gave him the headdress because immediately Inan thinks that Amari's dead because she would never part with that headdress because yeah. Binta gave it to her. Yeah. Is that how you actually yes, say Binta? Yes, that is how you, you got the, yeah, <gasps> oh that my is right. Gosh, so <laughs> awesome. Her story makes me so sad and they touch on a lot of really sad memories with Binta. In this yeah. chapter too, they touch on it too and how like no one comforted Amari as much and it's just really sad. <laughs> it really is and I hate that we didn't get to know her more. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a theory that it, there was a bit more of a connection than best friends between Amari and Binta. I got that inkling too but maybe it was just me shipping things. I don't know. No, I totally got that feeling. I mean there's well they were talking about running away together in yeah. the last chapter so And the only thing that comforted Amari, to be fair, they were, like, super young, so this is not actually a thing, but the only thing that comforted her was Binta. Right. Crawling into bed with her. Yeah. And, you know, like, later, that was also the only thing that would comfort her. They would sit in bed together all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And Binta even, like, tried to protect Amari, or Amari tried to protect Binta constantly, like... No, I eh. think there's a little bit more going on. Could be. Could not. You yeah. never know. Yeah, but honestly, we probably won't know because Binta's dead. Sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> why, Binta, why? It sucks. It does. It does. I really was hoping they weren't. I knew they were going to, but I was like, reading that chapter like, no, don't do it. Don't start the book like this. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it, it goes super quick into it the really holy shit does. dark. It really does, right out of the gate. And I, I, I enjoy that because it's got me hooked immediately. And it's oh. it feels realer yeah. rather than the, oh, everyone's safe and everyone you know is safe. It's predictable if it's yeah. that way. So exactly. I do like the unpredictability of, of yeah. this book so far. This is when, like you said, he goes back into a flashback and Amari is screaming in agony because of him. Mm. Mm. Because as we found out in a previous chapter, he actually listened to their father and did attack her with a non-blunt sword Mm-mm. and actually gouged open her back. Ugh. 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 And as Zaylee said, my brother would never hurt me no matter what. Right. Right. And the fact that she could say no... Amari, I mean, could say no, that she didn't want to fight that way, and Anon just has no willpower to say no, really shows who's the stronger character. 
Yeah, even though they set up Amari as the weak one in the beginning, as the one that is, like, flippant and her mother can boss her around, blah, blah, blah. I really have this feeling that she allows that because she just doesn't give a shit about that part. Right. Like She's just a pacifist. Who, yeah, it's just like, who cares if I go to this dinner or not? Mm-hmm. And when it really mattered, when Binto wasn't there, she said, fuck you, and left, basically. So, you know. She has it in her to be strong and do what she wants. Yeah, obviously, because she stole the scroll and this left. That's true. <laughs> Very true. So, after he goes into that flashback, um, Kaya's like, uh, oh, after the flashback is when they find out that Amari gave him the headdress. Uh, and so he's actually happy that she's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is good, I guess. I mean, he doesn't want to kill his sister. I guess that's a redeeming quality. I guess. Barely. <laughs> I don't want to kill my family. I'll just slice them up. It's okay. Yeah, right? And they ask where they were headed, and he goes, it looked like they were going into the jungle. And Kea knows about Chendomble? Yep. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> And, um, which leads me to believe, because it's not really, like, from what it sounded like, it was more legend than fact. Like, that a, a fact that everyone knew was there. Right. It's like a myth. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that she was there when all those people were massacred. Because, oh, I mean, we I know what happened. think about that. Yeah. That makes sense. Because, I mean, we know what happened. I mean, come on. It doesn't tell you. In this chapter, yeah, that what happened? But yeah. we know what happened, yeah. Because I mean, how would it not have been that, right? Um, but yeah, that leads me to believe that she was there during that massacre. So, you know, um, and so that, and on top of that, she knows where to go and how far away it is from there. Definitely was there. Yeah. So. After they find that out, Kaya basically tells Inan that he has to kill this merchant because he knows about Amari, he knows where they went, he knows everything, and Amari, or not Amari, uh, Inan freezes. He doesn't want to. He chokes. There's a little bit of humanity still left in there somewhere. Yeah. He's trying. He's, uh, <laughs> he's definitely, as my mom used to say, he's definitely trying as in, not at, like, you know, the good trying, as in the bad, you're trying, my patient's trying. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy that his chapters are short. Yeah. <laughs> at least these. There is a so far. Yeah. And so when he chokes, the merchant tries to run away, and Kaya throws a dagger into his neck. And dead. So vicious. That's the end of chapter 16. And we get to move on to Amari, cause I, which I'm very happy about. I don't have to listen to Anon anymore. Uh. <laughs> Agreed. So they are in the where the staircase was. And they wake up. 
And oh, guys, they're still alive. Yes. But Sally, like an idiot, asked if the Amari could reach her sword. Of course her sword's gone. Do you think their kidnapper's an idiot? <laughs> He's smart enough to poison them, knock them out, and tie them up, but not to take their weapons? Wait, come on, Zaylee. It's a fool's hope. It's okay. <laughs> and also, the scroll is gone, because, again, why wouldn't it be? And there's this middle-aged man that appears out of the dim light. And it is a Centauro. Mm-hmm. See, that still sounds Spanish. Doesn't it? That's what I thought, too, especially with that. Yeah. So maybe she pulls influences for... Her from, different... Yeah, yeah, from different languages. Yeah. Which would make sense. Yeah. Uh, like, that one in particular is just very... It's very, yeah. yeah. Very Hispanic, so... Um... Uh, yeah, this dude, like, is studying them and touches Zaylee's hair, which we didn't find out before is not coiled. It's straight. Mm-hmm. Which hadn't been really mentioned before, I don't think. No, they get into it a little bit more later in the yeah. chapter, but yeah, I, I was wondering why he was pulling on her hair going, oh, it's straight. What a shame. Something like that. Like, why? What's wrong? She has white hair. Right? Didn't realize there was supposed to be more to that, but now we know. Yeah. And Zane, being the big brother, tied up. Always. Yells at him to get away from Always. her. Which, I mean, that, that happens, you know. Get the fuck away from my sister. Yeah, whatever. You're uh, threatening while you're tied up, sir. <laughs> yeah. You're not scary right now. <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> and... They're trying to convince him that they aren't there to steal, but he actually recognizes Amari, sort of. He recognizes that she's part of the royal family. I think he says something like that she smells like them. So he yeah. has maybe similar powers to Anon in a way where he can pick up scents of people. I'm sure they, they vary, but yeah. yeah. Um. And Amari is 100% convinced that they're about to die. Which, I mean, why wouldn't she be convinced of that? She's I would be convinced always convinced, convinced they're about to die. That is true. She was convinced that Mama Akbo was about to kill them when she had a vision, so. <laughs> <laughs> Poor strong mouse. But then so again, scared. you know, when you're six years old and you're constantly told as you're growing up, magic users will kill you without oh, yeah. thinking. You it's know. safe to assume that you're going to die it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the only reason he doesn't kill them, because he was about to kill them, mm-hmm. uh, is talk starts talking about how she knows what it used to look like. The Chendoble. Chendoble looks like, and she knows the people that came and destroyed it because they came and destroyed her life, too. Right. And... Amari's gut falls because I guess she just didn't want to believe that it was her father that killed all those people. It's hard to believe really rotten things about your family, even though they've proven to be horrible, rotten people in the past. Yeah. And, I mean, 
I guess it's so far removed that she thought maybe this was something else, that it wasn't her father, but then she found that it was, and just, I can imagine knowing that your father not only killed your new friend's mother and your best friend, but also all these other people as well. So many people. So many people. But what Zaylee says gets him to stop, and he drops the ropes and tells him to follow him. And that's the end of chapter 18. We're actually going pretty quickly. Woo! Yeah, I only wanted to do just a few chapters this time, because I knew we were going to be talking about the rest of the book and everything like that, too, since kind of starting, not really in the middle, because this is kind of still towards the beginning, but kind of in the middle. Yeah. It feels like it's the middle. There's so much that's already happened. It really does feel like it's the middle. There's been so much that's happened so far, and you're only like a third of the way through the book, and already, but I I will say that these chapters, 15 through 19, really went to me, so far, it really starts to heat up, and you really start to... Things start getting explained. Yeah, you really do start getting into some of the more magic elements to the book, and it, it's it's exciting. I'm, I'm and I'm kind of glad that we shaped it to this because um, these are the perfect like intermediary chapters. Mm-hmm. Like if we had stopped one chapter earlier, it would have been bad. If we went one chapter more, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have been as good. Mm-hmm. Like it probably wouldn't be as bad, but still, stopping one chapter earlier because. Stopping at this chapter probably wouldn't have been very good. No, no. <laughs> it would have been really confusing. Yeah. It would have been really hard not to read on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've already cheated and I've gotten to, like, 22, so. Oh. Yeah. Well, you should see what my cats did. Oh, no. To my chapter 20, and it's, like, goes through for a little bit. So they actually turned the page and scratched more, so. Oh no. Yeah. So my entire chapter 20 is scratched. I'll take a picture and post it online so that y'all can see because it's horrible. And like, I'm having to kind of, on some word, I mean, I can tell what the word is by context clues, but it's still annoying as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep with my book open and they decided it looked like a fun scratching post. Oh no. Mine just eat the side of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one I prefer. But then again, at least the, eating the side of it, uh, I can, you can still, still read, read the it. Words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably the better one. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so chapter 18 is in the point of view of Zaylee again. I think this is my favorite chapter so far. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, because of the... Yeah. Yeah, Because what we're about to get into. All right, so then you take the lead on this one. Okay. Uh, Let's see. So, we don't know the Centauro's name yet, but he's leading them through uh, towards... I believe he's leading them towards the mural that they get into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They go straight to it. They do go straight to the mural. Um, the Centauro, he has a lot of tattoos on him that Zaylee is very fascinated by, and he does let them know that, does it get to that before they get to the mural, or is it after? Well, he starts telling them that the tattoos on him are actually the spoken language of the gods, I believe. I think it's after. Oh, well. 
Well, no, 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 it's no, right no, here. No. Look. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like right up in the beginning. <laughs> we were just skipping right over I'm just it. like looking at page two. There's nothing on page one. I don't need that one. <laughs> yes, yes. So he does explain that. And he then he, <laughs> poor Mari, can't catch a break. She starts asking the Centauro if he has a name. And he turns to her, of course, everyone has a name. Giving it's her like, shit just like Zaley. She right, can't catch a break. Like, <laughs> was like, did he just steal Zaley's brain or right, something for right. a second? They both got an attitude problem. <laughs> we learn that the Centauro's name is Lacan. Um, oh, you're not going to pronounce the whole um, thing? <laughs> I can't pronounce that. I, I think I skipped over it. <laughs> Lacan Olic. Olamic Lacan? That's what it is. Olami Lacan. Yes. Yes. So, Zaley says that the syllables tickle the furthest corners of her brain, and his name means my wealth is increased, which is in the old language of her people, which most people don't know, and catches Lacan by surprise. And a thing that catches her by surprise is that he can tell that her mother was a reaper. Yeah, yeah. Because, according to her, you can't look at someone and know what their power is. Sometimes you can read about people and not even know what their power is. (laughs) Damn it, Anon. Damn it, Anon. (laughs) Yeah, but he definitely catches her off guard knowing that her mother was a reaper and that the reaper blood runs through her. And that he can tell that. he can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she asks, can you tell, what does it say exactly? Can you sense magic in people who aren't magi or diviners? Diviners, I'm not just, doing that. Just say I can't the way do you that. <laughs> <laughs> who aren't magi or diviners. And I guess Kosidon is the name for non-magic users, kind of like muggles, maybe? <laughs> I'm just going to use the word muggle for the rest of this book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I basically did at the beginning. Did you? <laughs> I think so. I know I referenced Harry Potter a lot at the beginning of the book. I do have that Harry Potter feeling reading this, because, I don't know, I think it's as well-written, and it's definitely a progressive, speedy story. It captures oh, yeah. you a lot, and I'm not guessing things as they happen, which is always nice. Oh, yeah, no. Whenever you can pick out what's gonna happen in a book, so it's lame. always... Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I've had that a lot with TV shows lately. I'm like, yeah. oh, so that's the person that did it. Yeah. Why don't you figure it out right now? Right? It's so easy. So obvious! Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's probably a lot of foreshadowing and hidden clues throughout this book that yeah. by the time we get to the end, we're gonna be like, oh, duh. Yeah, like, J.K. Rowling did um, so much foreshadowing. So much. Uh, that you go back and you reread and it's just like, holy shit, how did I not right. figure that yeah, out? There are so many little pieces you pick up yeah. rereading it. And being and having that foreshadowing actually makes me like the book more mm-hmm. because it didn't come out of left field to where we literally couldn't figure it out. If we were paying attention enough, we could have figured it out. Not just trying to power through the book. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um... So, so I think they get to the mural at this time. Yeah. And Lacan then starts an incantation which animates this mural of all the gods and Sky Mother, which for me as an artist just sounds amazing. 
all everything animated like what you paint actually moves oh it seems like it'd be so beautiful very magical yes and i think because we actually looked at the um inspiration for the book yeah she recently did, yeah she did post that earlier this month on twitter which uh, she, she also posted it on her Facebook page. Oh, okay, I yeah. missed that. I missed yeah. that. I, I don't it, know. I how. mean, it might be connected. It probably is. It yeah. probably is. I just somehow found it through Google and then Twitter. But she found these prints in a Brazil gift shop. Which, Brazil? Duh. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Duh. That makes so, so much is, sense now. This one is like Portuguese Spanish. Oh, my gosh. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> duh. Duh. Yes, but she found these prints in a Brazil. Um, a Brazil gift shop by, oh, I'm probably going to butcher this artist's name too, but I had and it written I'll, down. I'll post her, um, her post. Yeah, do that, because I'm going to butcher the name of the artist, but they're beautiful, beautiful prints, and you could definitely see some of the inspirations for the different elements or the, the magi where she would have gotten some of these powers, inspirations for. They're just beautiful. I think they're, they're really watercolor. They, they, they look, look like watercolor. Yeah, but super vibrant watercolors. Yes. Which, yes. I mean, I'm horrible at art in general. Like, I'm good at crafting, but art is all in watercolor especially. I don't understand watercolors. Watercolor has a mind of its own. I, I paint, but I still haven't mastered watercolors, especially to get them that vibrant. Yes. they're always kind of soft. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you go to, uh, facebook.com backslash the wine social podcast, I will post, um, her post on it. Uh, just so one, so you can follow her also. Cause Tommy Adiyami is freaking amazing. Totally necessary. <laughs> but yeah, so I have a feeling that those images inspired the gods themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the way this part especially speaks about the gods, it really brings forth that image of those uh, drawings, paintings. paintings. Yes, especially yeah. when they start describing uh, Oya. You can see some of the inspiration with her robes from those prints. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. So pretty. Okay. So do you want to get into the creation story? Oh, my favorite part. I was <laughs> so excited when oh, no, I read they're about to do the creation story. I literally have a giant note on my page over here. Creation story time. Yes. <laughs> yes. So exciting. Uh, let's see. So they start describing, uh, I believe Lacan starts the creation story uh, talking about how Sky Mother created the heavens and the earth, bringing life to the vast darkness and that she created humans out of uh, blood and bone. Hence the name. Right. Children of Blood and Bone. Here's the title. <laughs> and then in the heavens, she gave birth to the gods and goddesses. And each would come to embody a different fragment of her soul. So they would each take a different part. Um, so they go into a little bit more about how one of the goddesses took water powers, becoming goddess of the sea, and... A thing I would like to point out, because like we said, um, this is... She took a lot of inspiration from African mm -hmm. cities and everything, and that doesn't happen a lot in no. our society. So I wanted to point out that um, not only does she take 
inspiration from Africa, um, she also shows that a goddess has dark skin, mm-hmm. which even, you know, I don't want to go too far into it because obviously I'm not part of that community, but right. I do know from friends that people that are dark skinned a lot of the times feel, I don't know exactly the word to put there, um, I guess they get made fun of for having dark skin, that they're told they're not as pretty as people with lighter skin. Well, and it's true. Like that. Even in the early part of the book, she touches on that. Where, where Amari uh, has yeah. lighter skin. Well, no. No, no. Uh, oh. Well, she does. But her mother's trying to pressure her to talk to this other girl that's there because she's gone through some kind of regimen to lighten her skin. So, like, yes, bleaching her yes. skin. Yes. Yeah. And it's even, uh, they even touch on it in this book. But yes, that is unfortunately, that is something, unfortunately, like, society makes people feel. It's. Yeah, which is terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Um, but I really, really love that they made a goddess have mm-hmm. dark skin and explicitly said she had dark skin. Yeah. She didn't she didn't leave it up to us to decide what dark skin color was. Right, right. I guess so, they really um, only go in depth on the first one becoming yeah. the goddess of the sea and then they kind of just touch on you know the different goddesses they took one part another one took a different one and then the last goddess is Oya who, unlike her brothers and sisters, doesn't take anything. She asks to be given something, and Sky Mother really respects that and ends up giving her the power over life. And now each of the di- the, each of the deities, they're supposed to give or share their powers with the humans. And Oya, when she shares her powers with humans, they receive power over the dead or death rather than giving life. So it kind of varies between the Magi and the Oya, and Oya on their powers. And that is, like, a substantial power. So yeah. she starts basically just choosing. She doesn't give it to everyone. Because not everyone can handle it. Yeah. Which is interesting because that means that, according to this creation story, when, every, when Earth... When, bleh, I can't speak... When humans were created, everyone had powers. Mm-hmm. Everyone was a magi. Mm-hmm. But what a wonderful life. <laughs> Axio double stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, what? Axio is the um, spell in Harry Potter that uh-huh. makes things come to you. Did you just say double stuff, like Oreos? Yes. Okay, I did understand. That's, also, that's actually also a reference to a musical. <laughs> so, meow, over my head. <laughs> and then after she decides to be choosy, all the other ones decide to follow her lead. And then the Magi race kind of starts to dwindle, or the population. Yes. And then I guess after that is when they started having the white hair to show that they were chosen. Yeah. Well, they start having the coiled hair as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be um, in, like a- as a representation of Sky Mother because according to this, you learn that um, she has white coiled hair too. Oh, okay. So it's kind of made in her image. Got it. Cool. I don't think I caught that. And, oh, but that makes, um, Zaley 
self-conscious about her straight hair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not cool. But, I mean, she's also basically the only one right now that has powers, so. True. <laughs> Don't feel too self-conscious. Yeah. Go into, well, how, to, how they used to keep magic in the world. And um, they didn't perform the ritual because Amari's father murdered them before they could perform the ritual. Which apparently has to be performed every, once every hundred years, I think it says later. Maybe. I think I skipped a chapter. My bad. We'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But before they could do the ritual, um, Amari's father killed everybody. And so they couldn't perform the ritual. Leaving Lacan as the only Centauro alive. Which means that he's been there for how many years? I think it was 11 years. Yes. Alone. With the skeletons of his friends right outside morbid so sad Jeez. well he does start to mention that there are three uh holy uh artifacts or relics Um, i think that both would suffice yeah yeah yeah. one of them being a bone dagger which lacan has in his possession and they brought the scroll so that only leaves the third one left which was sunstone. sunstone yeah always on our quest (laughs) Always. Yeah, so uh, they need to get the sunstone. It's really far away, and I think they have less than a month to find it. Yes. And Zaylee finds out that she's basically the only one that can do it. Yeah. And she's like, no. You do it. Pick someone else. <laughs> she even, I think, offers up Amari at one point. Like, yeah, she would be a better candidate. Like, where, where is that hate? Suddenly, <laughs> it's gone. Be responsible. Accept your fate. <laughs> As basically a bunch of comics have said, fate is thrust upon people. <laughs> not sought out. <laughs> the gods do not make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they made, uh, they had to have made a mistake because all the magic got murdered. I mean, there's a mistake somewhere in there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's what I was wondering because at one point, Lacan does give Zaylee crap for like, no, not me, find someone else. And he's like, gods do not make mistakes. But I'm like, how did we get here? <laughs> there has to be there a has to have been some trip up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> So, yeah, it does in this chapter say that basically every century they have to do this ritual and they miss the laws, which doesn't make sense. This, like, this part of it yeah, doesn't make sense Yeah, that did confuse me. me a little bit, too, because then Zane, he starts screaming why this is why magic is gone, is because she didn't perform the ritual. But, I don't know, I did get a little but confused with that. But it's only been 11 years since everyone was murdered. Maybe. And if it's, maybe it's every decade and they just wrote the wrong word. Maybe we found a typo. Or maybe that hundred years was up right then. And it had to be done then. Maybe. But he says that, hold on, where is it? The centennial solstice. Mm-hmm. That's where I got the hundred because of the centennial. Um, is less than a, one moon away, which is one month. And he says that if they miss that centennial solstice, 
that magic is not coming back. Right, so in theory, it should be performed on that every time it comes around, which would, okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel your confusion. I, I really and do. so that's what, maybe, a centen- maybe I'm just misunderstanding what centennial solstice means. Maybe. But if that's the case, if I'm misunderstanding that, then if obviously the scroll and the dagger can't be destroyed, then why is this the only chance they have at getting magic back? If it's, if it's not every hundred years. The sun, the moon, the stars. They must align. Yeah, but <laughs> if that's the case, and it, it is every hundred years, then it should have done nothing 11 years ago, killing all the Centauro. Yeah, I don't know. I am not sure. But this is really the only part of this that I have a problem with. Everything else has been amazing, but this has really confused me. <laughs> so confused. Huh. Don't know. Don't know about that one. Uh, does, did Google not tell you what a centennial Google did not give solstice? me an answer on a centennial solstice here. So, <laughs> just gonna move along and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe we can get an answer later. Uh, maybe it does answer it later. Maybe. Maybe. You know, do some research tonight and then, you know, do a correction next yeah. time. Like, all right, so we figured out what this means. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it turns out it means, like, a, every five years or something really silly. I'm going to feel like a fool. Well, even so, then why is this the last chance? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because they're just assuming that all the Magi are going to be dead by the time this comes back around, which is I mean, a possibility at this point. Yeah. Fair. Definitely fair. But basically... Once Amari performs this ritual, um, every diviner 13 years and older are going to turn into magi instantly, it mm-hmm. sounds like. And um, they... But only a person... What is the name, the title again? The Mamalau? Yeah. Another name that I just went, huh? <laughs> another word i was very thankful to like i listened to three times on the podcast i was like all right so that's how you say it i never would have gotten some of these without that yeah very helpful definitely um so the only way that she can be that person because apparently a woman has to do the mm-hmm. ritual and become the mama lao mm-hmm. and um but you have to be connected to the Sky Mother. Mm-hmm. And Zaley is actually not. She is connected to Oya right. through the scroll, but she's not actually connected to the Sky Mother. She That's doesn't have severed. the full range of her powers. Right. Um, but the Centauro, Lekan, right? Is it Lekan? Hmm? Lacan? Lacan. Thank you. Um, so, but Lacan can perform the ritual in order to connect her with the Sky Mother. Kind of the Centauro's jobs. Yeah. I think that's what he trained his whole life, to be able to connect people to Sky Mother. Yes. It's what it seems like, at least. Yeah. She offers to Zane, too. <laughs> she offered everybody. Everybody. But my, what caught me... Yeah, well, I mean, that's understandable, because that's her brother, and he seems stronger and more capable to her, even though he probably isn't. But then the fact that she offered up Amari, I'm like, you hate Amari. You think she's weak and dumb, and you're going to be like, save the world, Amari. Do you want to die? I think it was really just anyone but her, because yeah. she also told Lacan to do it. Yeah. So This, this old man. You take <laughs> on the world. 
And that's where he says, gods don't make mistakes. Yes. Yes. So they go up into this room with like a bathtub looking thing is what I'm gathering. Yes. And at first, Lacan is like, get the fuck out to Zayn and Amari. Mm-hmm. And to Zane's like, fuck you, I'm not leaving. Of course, the big brother, <laughs> I'm not leaving my sister. And then also says that Amar, like, Amari is like, at first... She's oh, I'm gonna leave because my father killed everybody. So I don't I'm deserve leaving. to be here. <laughs> but to say and stops her, it's like, no, if we aren't here, then this isn't happening. Which I mean, I can understand. You just met this creepy dude that's been living in a crypt. Basically, yeah, I wouldn't want to leave him with my little sister either. No, no. She gets kind of like a magi baptism here. Yeah, we're just on a pool, bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> like, I believe it's like a black stone black tub or black stone yeah bathtub that's that's the word I was looking for <laughs> say that three times fast Ooh, black stone bathtub black stone bathtub black stone bathtub ah you ah, did it I did it <laughs> <laughs> so he starts doing this blood magic and Tazan's like freaking out at first it's because, blood magic of yeah. course blood magic is but Zaley also knows that her mother did blood magic to get to Zane back, so she's actually not as worried, I don't think. Because I don't think in this world blood magic's as bad. No, it doesn't seem that way. As you know, as in like normal um everyday blood magic, yes. It well, is no, no, bad. No, I mean like not normal. <laughs> Cancel the word normal. Uh in other uh, fantasy books, blood magic is almost always bad. Yeah. It would make sense that Blood magic would be something that she would do, being a reaper and all death, blood, all yeah. of that life force. Yeah. And in order to open her blood up to the sky, mother. Quite literally. Yeah, like blood magic probably is necessary, which I mean, obviously it is. So <laughs> I still get the queasies. Oh yeah. Um. So they do this big ritual. Where her spirit is being cleansed. So, yeah, basically a baptism. Yeah. With a little bit more. Right. <laughs> Different kind of blood. And then all of a sudden, she gets this rush of magic. And she says it feel, it's like breathing for the first time. She finally understands Mama Agbar there. Yeah. They were warned before this ritual that Zaley would be... Basically useless for a little while. Unfortunately, they're having to leave. Because someone is coming. I wonder who. (laughs) I don't know. Who could it possibly be? A non. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking non. Always running everything. Killjoy. (gasps) Captain Killjoy. (laughs) And... So she's trying to get up. Oh, wait, no. Crap. Oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> we were close. Yeah. They pretty much they go well, through the... Well, they... wakes her up because he's worried. Uh, but Lacan is like, don't get up because you need time to rest. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, get up. We gotta right, go. We need to leave. We gotta go. <laughs> Someone's coming. Time to run. And uh, that's the end of chapter 18. And then we end on a terrible note. Anon. Yes. 
This chapter is really short, too. It is. Like, really short. I feel like his chapters are getting shorter and shorter. Which just makes me happy. I'm sure. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until they and give me some answers with him, I don't I don't want to see him. I don't want to I don't want to hear about him. No. I want either a redemption arc or him to be murdered. I think That's we're working on that. So, something that I noticed on the summary of the book that probably is going to make you mad. Did you read this? No, I didn't, actually. All right. So, this isn't, you know... Spoilers or anything, because it's on the book, is the description. But at the end, yet the greatest threat may be Zaylee as she struggles to control her powers and her growing feelings for an enemy. Boom! Foreshadowing! I mean, I kind of knew from, like... Well, not only that, but in the very beginning, um, when he first has his first interaction with Zaylee, he recalls her image not as someone he hates. Right. There is so much tenderness in how he describes her image. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. And then he does get kind of obsessed, so... A lot obsessed. A, a little bit. And I think the only thing that's really, like, the f- driving force behind his rage is the fact that she has powers, and he feels that she infected him. Which is so silly. I know, it's so dumb. You know, like, no. And he's hiding that white streak, so he knows there's something wrong, or... Not really wrong. Not yeah. wrong, but... To him, there's something to, wrong. To him, there's something wrong. So yeah. if you're hiding it, you possibly know it's capable of having that. I, I think that he is also like Amari, where he doesn't want it to be true, and so he just pretends it's not. Just lives in denial. Yeah. It's a good place to be. I guess. <laughs> I guess. It's healthy. Denial while he's attempting to murder everybody. He does take after his father after all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so chapter 19. Um, they're climbing and he can hear his uh, constituents' thoughts. Again! Soldiers. Again! Like, I what? don't know. What is it? I don't know. Because so far we have seen him kind of dreamwalk. Right. Uh, we've seen him be able to tell where people went because of mysterious clouds. And scents. Yeah. Like, I can smell them. Are you like a psychic dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh. Also, I'm a little sad that they didn't go more in... Okay, so, a gripe I have, because remember how I said I would like the fact that we have don't have the super... Um, out of left field mm-hmm. re- reveal, whatever, right. that we could have figured pick it on, out. Pick up on the clues. Yeah. Was he the god that gave him his power one of the gods that wasn't talked about? Or is he from the sea god? Is that why she was talked about? Oh. But that doesn't make any sense. His powers aren't water related. No. They must have kind of kept that hidden so we can't guess what his power is there has to be one that is the head of a dog and i don't know (laughs) psychic can see clouds animal goddess the animal god that can control clouds and read people's thoughts i don't know i really don't know again so confused he just confuses me and makes me angry yeah (laughs) i don't get it um so the guards are basically like, why the fuck are we here? Oh my god. If they think that I'm gonna fucking die for them, they got another thing coming. Won't even tell me what she stole. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Keep in mind, they also don't know they're after Amari because his father told him to not let them know. Yeah. Only him and Kea know that it's Amari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And now he's using words like slithers and venomous to describe his magic. Ugh. What magic is it? Damn you. Yeah, I know. To be fair, I guess he doesn't know either, so. True. Zaylee seemed like she had an idea, but even that was very vague. Yeah. Which I don't think she was expecting to be thrust into their memory like that. No. So. Definitely not. And so he almost falls off the cliff at face, which, damn, it didn't happen. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he almost loses the, um, headdress. And then we go back into another flashback of when he actually hit Amari. Yeah, so this is where they really do get in depth on how she got that scar. Which Which is really sad. We we knew it before Mm -hmm. because Amari explained it, but it wasn't in a flashback. Right. Um, this literally has their father yelling at them to fight with actual freaking swords. Mm-mm. And they even said that they usually I don't know if it's this one or the one before in his other flashback where usually they fought with wooden swords. Right. Which is fine. Yeah, because it's just bruises. Yeah. Which I mean, you're still like tiny, so it's not great, but it's better than fighting with actual swords. Yeah, you can't because, lose limbs and yeah. gain scars. Yeah. Because even with a blunted sword, you can seriously damage someone. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like we said before, he hits her in the back because she's cowering. Basically in the corner, she doesn't have her sword. She's dropped it and turned away at this point, And yeah. their dad is just screaming. For Anon to strike duty before self, duty before self, strike, 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 and eventually he strikes. Can we stab him? I think that would be a good idea. I think not even like in the chest, but like in the face. Want to take like those little tiny cocktail knives and just slowly do it? Oh, that would be fun. (laughs) And then like rub salt all over him. Yeah, keep the cocktail thing going. Yeah. <laughs> Slow death for you, sir. Or you know that one death that is super horrible, um, where they rub honey all over your genitals and then all the bugs come and eat the everything on you because they're tied up and you can't uh, keep them off. Ah, uh, ah, uh, some medieval torture methods for you guys. Oh yeah, but he definitely needs to die because Jesus. I think that's where we're going. Hopefully. We'll I'm see. sure that I'm sure he'll die eventually. Has They're, to. Yeah. Um, and depending on how Enon does stuff, I hope he's there with him. <laughs> what about your redemption arc okay, there, ma'am? But it's a little hard to have a redemption arc when he literally burnt down a village. One, he did it carelessly because he didn't even have them in hand before he burnt them burnt down the village. Two, a child died in that fire. Now, someone did start the fire before he commanded. One of his soldiers did, so it did kind of get out of control. Cause they, uh, is that what they said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. But he was planning on burning down the village anyway. What was the plan? That was his instructions, but... Yeah. So, 
you know. Yeah. And he's continuously apologetic towards his father. Yeah. Continuously. For a literal genocide. Ah, brainwashing at its finest. Yeah, and I mean, I get that. But at the same time, there comes a point where you have to stop blaming something like that. Right. On other people. Right. You have to find your own humanity. I mean, Amari came from the same background. Exactly. She has humanity still left in her. This one, not so much. Yeah. I'm sure there's some humanity. I mean, I'm sure there's even his father. Because, you know, I don't want to make that fallacy of if you're capable of genocide, you're not human. Uh, And the reason why is, you know, those pictures of Hitler on the internet with uh, the little girl walking around playing Mm -hmm. with her. You know, Hitler was a regular dude. He really was. He had people that loved him. He had people he loved. He had people that he had fun with. It's just, you can't make it out, oh, they're a monster, because then you fall into that fallacy of only monsters can do this. Yeah. When when you go to them person to person, they might not look like that monster. Right. Which is kind of what Amari is falling into as well, realizing all this horrible stuff about mm-hmm. her father, which she kind of had an inkling because of this scene where her father's forcing them to fight, but not to the extent of literal genocide. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> such dark, deep themes. Yeah, the way that he's able to just separate himself from viewing other people as humans, you know, and yeah. demeaning them by calling them maggots and things like that, it's just... It's a monstrous thing that you can separate yourself that way, so it, yeah. it is a little bit, but there's probably still, I mean, he obviously cares about his kids in some ways, but he's just oof, becoming a ruler. Power goes to your head, I guess. Yeah, which sucks, because I can imagine that at one point, maybe he was a good person. Yeah. But after a while, he just literally, he just became this little ball of anger. Well, fear is capable of changing people into very, very terrible things. Which we see yes. in our everyday life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This book, like, I know it's a very, very current book, obviously. It just came out, I think, in March, I think it was. Oh, really? Uh, some, it was somewhere around there. I think it was March. Um, March of 2018. For those maybe listening in the future, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm sure that she had all those themes kind of just playing in her mind because they're so relevant, but they've always been kind of relevant. Yeah. So I think even if this had been 10 years ago, written 10 years ago, it would still be relevant because we're finding that like 1984 is relevant. We're finding mm-hmm. Hunger Games to be super relevant mm-hmm. now, you know? We're finding all these books with super dystopian type themes. Oh, it's so scary. I know, it's oh, so gosh. much. It's so scary. <laughs> I'd laugh if I wasn't crying every night. I mean, what? <laughs> Internally, uh, I'm screaming. <laughs> Internally? Externally. <laughs> so they get up the mountain ledge, and he can tell that she's been there because there's tracks, I guess. 
I don't know if these are magical tracks or literal tracks. I think he said that there's some underbrush or something that stomped down that gave him them away. Uh, also, no, the sea salt scent of her soul is so strong it overwhelms the. All right, so smell. it's just his magical dog powers. Okay, <laughs> all right, sniffing him out again. <laughs> but then it's kill her, kill her, kill magic, kill her, kill magic. So obsessed. He really is. But this part, it'll make you laugh because uh, this part really reminded me of Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. <laughs> From Heroes? Oh no, did you not watch Heroes? No. Oh, well, I mean, other than the last season, it was great. You should watch it. Yeah, one of the main things in the first season was Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Said over and over and over again. I missed that pop culture reference, but... <laughs> <laughs> Insert Captain America. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, that is the end of chapter 19. <laughs> whoop whoop. Oh, so. One, how did you like your first podcast experience? So far, so good. Not as nerve-wracking as you thought? <laughs> no. Until I listen to it later. But for now, we're good. Yeah. Taylor was super, super nervous. Which, I mean, I understand. I was kind of nervous the first one. I don't even like to talk on the phone. So. Oh, neither do I. I hate it. <laughs> I hate talking on the phone. But this way is, you know, instead of the phone, you are just kind of, we're just kind of sitting having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot more lax. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, in like super high tech recording studio we're literally sitting in my living room with my phone between us (laughs) so (laughs) whatever works so that is our episode uh taylor do you have anything you want to plug or say any last thoughts (laughs) well about the book or just personal plugs anything well personal plugs if you guys want to follow me you can find me on facebook or instagram at avant symmetry i have a bunch of my artwork posted there and as far as the book, I'm so excited. I just want to fig- I just want to finish it already and yeah. figure some things out. I don't. I don't like not knowing. Can you spell your Facebook? Oh yeah. Uh, you can find me at Facebook uh, backslash a v a n t s y m m tree. Just just spell symmetry. I can't spell out loud, guys. <laughs> Google will correct you, but it's a vaunt. Symmetry, like avant-garde. Very fancy. (laughs) (laughs) And follow her, because her art is amazing. It really is. thank you. (laughs) She has, we're we're co-workers, and she has it up all over her office, and it's amazing. It's gorgeous whenever I walk in there. Slowly making the entire office rainbow. One day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so to make sure you don't miss an episode, don't forget to follow us on facebook.com backslash the wine social podcast. Also, don't forget to head over to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a five-star rating and review. It will help the show grow, and we'll be forever grateful. All right. Bye. Thanks. Join us on September 16th for chapters 20 through 26. (laughs) Follow your dreams. Don't (laughs) let your dreams just be dreams. My dream is to see Anand die. Okay, we'll work on that. <laughs> I kind of wish Anand would die and Zaley and Amari would just run off and be lesbian rulers, but, you know. 